Hello, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Mike with the Aliante Community Baptist Church. We invite you, your family, and friends to join us as we study God's Word. So, let's begin. turn in your Bibles this morning to the Gospel of Matthew. As we continue our study uh, here in Matthew, we uh, looked at this uh, last time, and we were only able to get uh, through a few uh, verses, but Matthew chapter 16, uh, beginning at verse 1. Matthew chapter 16, beginning at verse 1. Then the Pharisees and the Sadducees came, and testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, when it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Now when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Jesus said to them, Take, eat, and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, O oh, you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the five thousand? And how many baskets you took up? Nor the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many large baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and Sadducees. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, 
For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. And from that time, Jesus began to show to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Let's pray, please. Our Father in God, as we study your word today, we pray that you be our teacher. By your Holy Spirit, we pray that our hearts will be open, tender, illuminated by your Holy Spirit. And show us each individual and also as a church how to apply your truth to our lives. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So new beginnings. New beginnings. And last time we looked at this and we talked about the the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they were religious leaders during the time of Jesus' earthly ministry. But their interpretation of the scripture was very, very different from that which the Lord Jesus Christ taught. As a matter of fact, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were rather legalistic. Now the Sadducees were those who basically didn't believe in miracles. They didn't believe in the miraculous. They didn't believe in the prophets and the other writings. The Pharisees, on the other hand, were extremely strict, or extremely to the right, so much so that they were very judgmental. I want to just read a couple of quotes here. Over in the, uh, the Nelson's New Illustrated Bible Commentary, the editors write, Hypocrisy, legalism, political opportunism, and spiritual hardness characterized the Pharisees in their religious views. Also, hyper-conservatism and hyper-liberalism in contemporary religion and politics also share the common features of dogmatism and judgmentalism and remain an insidious threat to the true church of Jesus Christ. And so uh, Jesus differed from the Pharisees and the, uh, the Sadducees, the religious leaders of his day. Now, in this uh, first point, the religious leaders challenged Jesus and asked for a sign. Basically, they were demanding that he prove that he was the Son of God. Prove it. And we said last time, you've probably had people uh, say something to the effect of, of prove it to you. 
And I think in, um, in our Sunday school class, we had a new members class this morning, and I believe it was Rudy said, uh, people like to, to say, show me, right? Show me. Well, that's what these religious leaders were telling Jesus. And notice what he says. He says, you know how to tell the weather. You've heard that old saying, right? Red sky at night, sailors delight. Red sky in the morning, sailors take warning. That's what, that's what Jesus is saying here. He says, yeah, you, you, you can read the weather. But the signs of the times. Now, what was he referring to when he, when he referred to or, or said signs of the times? He was referring to the fact that he, the Lord Jesus Christ, is in fact the Messiah, the Son of God, who had come in fulfillment of the promise of God the Father that he would send forth the Deliverer, Emmanuel, God with us. That's what that word means. It means God with us. And his name, Jesus, or in Hebrew, Yeshua, means Yahweh is salvation. God is salvation. That is what the name Jesus means. And you'll recall in this same book of Matthew, in the earlier portion, where the wise men came from the east, they came to Bethlehem seeking him who had been born king of the Jews. And they went to Herod's temple, and they called all the, the religious leaders. Now isn't it interesting that not one of those religious leaders sought to find the babe that had been born. These people came from the east. They were Gentiles. And then the angels appeared to the shepherds, to the lowliest of the low in society. And it was the shepherds to whom God revealed that his son had come in fulfillment of his promise. And here he was standing right before them, and they had seen the miracles that he had performed thus far, and yet refused to accept him or to acknowledge that God had fulfilled his word by sending his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. He said the signs of the times. And all throughout history, there have been people who have tried to stamp out Christianity. But do you know how many Christians it is estimated that there are in the world today? Over 2 billion. That's billion with a B. Over 2 billion. And how many Christians, billions, throughout the centuries, people that have given their hearts, their life to the Lord Jesus, many of whom have lost their lives for having believed in Jesus. And even today, we've shared with you that around the world, more than some 150,000 people, Christians, are martyred every year. But you won't hear that on the news. You won't hear that on the news. Jesus says, you hypocrites, you can tell the weather but you don't know the signs of the time. And so he said, the only sign that you'll be given is the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he was referring to the fact that he was going to be crucified, that he would die, but that on the third day he would rise up from the grave, just as Jonah 
came out of the, the whale on the third day. Moving on, he says to the disciples, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I heard someone commenting on this, this particular passage this past week, and, you know, he said, you know, you kind of you get the feeling that the disciples were kind of thick in the head, you know. <laughs> when Jesus said to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, they thought, well, he's upset. He's upset because we didn't bring any food. We didn't bring any bread. And so what does Jesus do? He says, don't you remember the few loaves that we had for the 5,000? And then the few loaves for the, for the 4,000? And how, how much was taken up after? The issue is not bread. If, if, we, if we need to eat some bread, right, he can cause it <laughs> to, to come out of nothing. He is talking about the doctrine of the Pharisees. What they were teaching. What they were teaching. And oh, as individual Christians and as, an, as a Christian church, we need to be careful about what we learn. What we learn and what we listen to with respect to what's being taught. Because today, there is so much false teaching being taught, not only in the church, but in every walk of life. And what they're doing to the, to the educational system. Sad. So, so sad. Kids are being confused with respect to morals, morality. Now, when, when we worked in the school system, in, in almost every school, in the multi-purpose rooms or in classrooms, you had a, a poster, the golden rule. Remember that? To treat others as you want to be treated. And who taught them? Yes, the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus, you find that in the scripture. To do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Or in other words, do you want to be respected? Then you have to treat others with respect. Do you want to have friends? Well, the Bible says that you must first show yourself to be friendly. Do you want people to be kind to you? Then you have to be kind to them. And you get the story. The list goes on and on and on. But today, there's so much hatred and, and so much violence and, and finger-pointing that is going on. And uh, this past a week or so, there in Congress, as they were voting to, you know, to install a, a new Speaker of the House, but now democracy, you remember that democracy gives everyone the opportunity to vote. And most people don't realize, but that democracy is actually messy. <laughs> democracy is different than groupthink. Groupthink, everyone just thinks alike, and they all just go along. But that's not what democracy really is. Democracy is you continue to vote and to discuss 
and disagree and vote and, and discuss, etc., 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 until you get it right. But here's one thing that's so different with our Congress compared to the first Congress going all the way back. You know, Benjamin Franklin and all of those guys. You see, because they didn't all agree on everything when they were formulating the Constitution. As a matter of fact, they couldn't all agree. So what did they do? They said, you know what we need to do? We need to, we need to take a recess, go down to the church, and pray. And ask for God's guidance and direction. And that is historical fact. They didn't, you know, point fingers back and forth at each other. They were all different. And they all had a right to their position and to their opinion and to their view. But what they all agreed on was this, that they needed God's help to accomplish what they were seeking to accomplish. And we, as God's children, are to exemplify that and to model that. And Jesus tells the disciples, no, it's not about bread. It's about doctrine. It's about correct understanding. So then he goes on and he asks them a question. So they leave and they go to the other side. That is, they go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. Now they're in a Gentile area. This region referred to as Panias which was named after the Greek god Pan. And when you, when you consider the setting, consider the setting now in your mind, they're in a, in a Gentile area, and these Gentile people have all of these different idols and images. As a matter of fact, the uh, archaeology uh, says that they had this, this um, large area, this stone area on the side of a, a cliff, where there were all these different images of all these different false gods and deities that all of these different people worshipped. And there, you see, Jesus asks the question, who do men say that I am? Now Jesus is, he's, 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 he's leading the disciples, alright? He's leading the disciples and, and teaching. He asks this question, who do men say that I am? Well, some say John the Baptist, having come back from the dead. You'll recall that John the Baptist had been martyred, his head having been severed from his body. Some say Elijah the prophet, because the miracles that Jesus did were, were like those miracles of Elijah. Some say Jeremiah. And why Jeremiah? Because Jeremiah was the weeping prophet. He's referred to as the weeping prophet. Why? Because he was rejected by the people. They beat Jeremiah. They threw him down a well. They wanted to be rid of him because they didn't like the message. Because he proclaimed the truth. And some say, you know, just one of the prophets. Ah, but now he zeroes in. But who do you say that I am? 
Who do you say that I am? And then Simon Peter, he answers for the group. Now, Simon Peter, if you know anything about him as you read through the scripture, he always had something to say. <laughs> you probably know a few people like that, right? So he speaks up for the group and he says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And the emphasis there, living God. The Christ, the Messiah, the Deliverer, the Promised One, the Son of the living God. You see, because all of those idols and images and, and false gods that these people worship weren't living. They're dead. And beyond dead because they don't exist. All of these false religions that you have in the world, and my goodness, there are thousands of them. Thousands of false religions in the world born in the pit of hell and from the heart of Satan. For any religion that does not recognize Jesus Christ as the Christ, the Son of the living God, is a false, satanic, evil, and wicked religion. There is only one right religion. Oh boy, people on the left hearing me say that, and you know, the liberals, etc. They start accusing me of being a hater. But there's only one way, only one, the Lord Jesus Christ. There is no other way. Now, Jesus compliments Peter. He says, blessed are you, Peter. And then he goes on to say, flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you, but my Father in heaven. You see, God reveals himself to us. And to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is not something that we do, but is something that God does for us. God makes himself known to us. In that Sunday school lesson this morning on the, the woman at the well, you know that there are just a handful of times that Jesus actually said that he is the Messiah. And one of those times was to this Samaritan woman. And the Samaritan woman was more than likely of mixed culture or mixed ethnicity. And that's why the Jews didn't want anything to do with the Samaritans because they were from all these different racial groups and they wanted nothing to do with the Samaritans. Oh, but Jesus did. Because Jesus is the Lord of all people. And in the final analysis, we are all one family. We all have the same great great, great, to the end degree, grandparents, Adam and Eve. Now notice the Lord Jesus. The privileged ministry of the church, my church, it's the Lord's church, not my church, but his church. Jesus referring my church as he speaks to Peter. That he's going to build his church, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb comes from the word ekklesia in the Greek, and it means called out ones. That is, those who've been called to an elevated lifestyle. He used that the example of a city set on a hill cannot be hidden. 
Well, we are supposed to live a life that is so different from that which is lived by an unbeliever that they look and they see and they, they want to know why we live that way and why we are the way that we are. And when they ask the question, we can say, oh, I'm so glad you've asked because Jesus is the one who makes the difference. And the church is to fulfill God's will, the divine marching orders. Notice, we're in a battle. We're in a battle in our new members class. We talked about an active church member. Not a bump on a log, but an active church member, someone who is actively engaged in ministry. And then notice that Jesus says, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, spiritual illumination. And that comes to us by God the Holy Spirit. Authority. Authority. You see, keys open. They also lock, don't they? God has given to his church the authority to go forward and to preach and proclaim his message of love. The church is to faithfully proclaim the gospel, God's holy word. Now we're just about out of time, but let's look at that last, that last point there. What do we learn from this passage? Unbelievers refuse to accept God's word because of wicked pride. 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 Unbelievers want believers to prove the deity of Christ. They seek after signs. What does the Bible say about that? It's wicked to do so. Because we are to receive God's word by faith. Trust. Unbelievers spread false doctrines throughout the world. They spread confusion. But we're not to spread confusion. We're to be very clear. Very clear. There is but one Savior, and his name is Jesus Christ. He is the only Savior, the only Savior that will ever be. And one God, and one God only. Spiritual revelation and insight are gifts from God to the church. You know, we like to, we, we can break our, our, our arms, patting ourselves on the back, you know, we, we like to think real highly of ourselves. But we are not able to do anything without the Lord. For God is our creator and he is the one who has gifted us to do everything that we do. Remember that the church belongs to Christ and he has empowered it by his Holy Spirit to fulfill his will. And lastly, the church is always to be always faithful to her Lord. That is, we're to proclaim the truth. We're not confused about Salvation. We're not confused about the truth. We're not confused about what is right and what is wrong. What is acceptable and unacceptable. Just like you teach boys and girls to be kind, and to work hard, and to study, and to realize their dreams. Last night as I was speaking with our granddaughter, we were talking about this very thing. I said, God is so gracious that he's He's given each one of us these gifts, these abilities, these talents. And the wise person will discover that those gifts that God has given is God's way of enabling that person to earn a living and to provide for their family, through which God blesses that person's life. 
And then I mentioned to her, I said, what is the gift that, that the Lord has given to me? To me. It's the gift of music, the gift of singing. And every door of opportunity that has been a part of my life has come through that gift of music. I started off teaching music in the school district, which then gave me opportunity to learn about what it was, how a school would run, and then eventually I became a principal. And then eventually I retired, and I shared with her, now I have an income for the rest of my life, and that is a gift from God. You see, and that's the truth. God has gifted every single one of us in unique ways to both honor him, to serve one another, and also to provide for us. Because God is a loving, giving, and gracious God. We're going to stand, please. Maybe you're here today and you don't know that when you die you'll go to be with him in heaven. The Bible says you can know because God's grace makes that possible. Come and give your heart to the Lord as we sing. You come. Or maybe you've been attending and you haven't officially joined now. Beginning of the new year. Come and join officially and be an active, engaged church member as we sing. We pray that you have been blessed by today's lessons from God's Word. And we invite you to contact us with any questions that you may have, especially questions regarding your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to help you with your walk of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and with your understanding of His Holy Word, the Bible. Our contact information is listed in the podcast show notes. May God richly bless you.